You're listening to Hope on the Homefront, the official podcast for Homefront Heroes Ministries. I'm your host, Taylor Blackburn. We're a group of military wives on a mission to help you find joy in your journey. We're jumping in the trenches to encourage you when you're struggling, help you grow in your faith, and support you through military life. Because here, you are seen. Here, you're essential. Here, you are never alone. Welcome home. Let's go. Hey, sweet friends. Welcome to this week's episode of the podcast. Thanks for clicking play. I have a quick little tip for you, just in case any of you listening have considered starting your own podcast. Here is a recommended what not to do, okay? Don't eat a bag of flaming hot Cheetos before clicking record because when you do, your mouth will feel like it's on fire and your nose will be running as you click record. It's just not the most enjoyable thing. And yes, I am indeed speaking from experience because that is what I just did. So if you hear me sniffling, that's what it was. <laughs> oh man, y'all, I have been so incredibly stressed out lately to be 110% transparent with you. I am preparing to move and we have a few weeks left before we will endure a 30-ish hour travel day, which just thinking about that makes me want to take a nap. Um, But if you could keep our family covered in your prayers, I would be oh so grateful. Next week will actually be our last episode of season one. I can hardly believe it. You guys have been so supportive and so amazing. And I cannot tell you how thankful I am for each and every one of you who clicks play every week and just lets us be a part of your life. Like it means so, so much to us. So we're going to take a break. Give me time to move, to get settled, to get my recording gear back into my possession. And then we will kick off season two. So be on the lookout for that. In the meantime, as always, you guys can stay connected with us on social media and just listen through some of the old episodes again and again. Uh, Maybe you will hear some new things that you missed the first time listening. But for today's episode, I honestly don't really know what all we're going to be talking about. You know, this happens occasionally. Uh, I will have an idea in my head that I can't shake, yet I just have an impossible time trying to piece things together in a way that makes sense. So what's the normal thing to do in that situation? Yeah, just go in blind. That's my approach. And so we're just going to kind of talk through what I've been thinking and feeling about this subject. And hopefully there will be a few nuggets that you guys will enjoy or resonate with. Um, But at the end of it all, you know, I just try to stay faithful to talking about the things that God's putting on my heart, even if I don't fully understand them. And that's kind of what we're up against today. So you have been warned, okay? (laughs) But for real, I have had the scripture, Colossians 3.23, kind of bouncing around my brain nonstop over the last few weeks, believe it or not. And I want to read it to you and then we can discuss this further. So Colossians 3.23 ESV version says, Whatever you do, work heartily as for the Lord and not for men. Now, I don't know if this scripture really stuck out to me and came to mind because 
I feel like I'm living in a very heightened, stressful time in my life. Like this season of my life is very intense. We got our orders pretty late in the game for an Oconus move. And I have just been scrambling, trying to get everything done that needs to get done. And sometimes when I'm so busy trying to work on all of those things, um, you know the drill, all of the things that a PCS entails, I can sometimes get a little short and impatient and dismissive with the people in my life who make all of the things worth doing and all of this life worth living. My husband, my children, my friends, a lot of times I feel like I'm just trying to get through this PCS checklist that I I don't treat them the way that I would want to um, or the way that I need to. And it always makes me feel pretty terrible at the end of the day when I've realized that I've done that more times than not. And this time I'm trying to, number one, show grace to myself to realize that there is an element of it can't be helped that is attached to this season of life right now. Um, that I, The fact that I can't just sit down and play nonstop with my children because I have to be making appointments and I have to be making calls and I have to be scheduling things like this is momentary and it's not going to be forever, but I have to do it in order for us to get to the next phase. However, one night I was preparing dinner and it was just one of those days where you feel the weight of all three meals plus snacks that you have to cook and then clean up after. And in the middle of all the chaos of PCS life, I just got so, so annoyed when my kids asked me to add grapes to their meal. And I remember saying, oh yeah, yeah, sure. Let me do that. Let me just go and get some more grapes. Give me just a moment. Not that what I said was bad, but it was definitely a lot more passive aggressive than it it deserved. The situation did not deserve that. And these are innocent little children that are, you know, just trying to live their best lives and uh, they don't understand, you know, what's going on to the extent that I do. And so it was like God just stopped me in that moment and reminded me of that scripture. To be honest, I didn't even know exactly where it was located, but I had remembered reading it at some point. And it was like he was reminding me, hey, you are supposed to be doing all of this work as unto me. And it was like I had this flash before my eyes of Jesus sitting at my table asking me for grapes and knowing that if he were sitting there asking for grapes, no matter how busy I was, no matter how hard of a day I had had, I would never, ever talk to him like that. And I have an ability, an opportunity, a chance to show my kids every day the love of the Lord through my words and through my actions, through the way that I care for them. And sometimes it's not easy to give when you feel like you are running dry, when you feel like you're running on empty. But when we remember that we are to do our work, whatever that is, as unto the Lord, we can picture him there with us in those moments 
and think to ourselves, how would we treat Jesus right now? I'm sure we've all heard the golden rule, do unto others as you'd have them do unto you, right? Like you're supposed to treat other people how you would want to be treated. But what if instead of that, what if we said, I'm not going to necessarily treat you how I want to be treated. I'm going to treat you how I would treat Jesus. Friends, that would change everything. Because when you think about it, so often that golden rule, it's easy to abuse where we end up operating out of a place of unacknowledged selfishness where there might be an element of manipulation going on, where you think, I want to treat you this way because this is how I would want to be treated. Yes, but then you can almost attach strings to your actions, to your love, put conditions on them. But if we loved others as if we were loving Jesus, there would be no strings attached. We would love with complete abandon. We would be so free in what we are giving because we would be seeing him who has already done more than we can ever repay, who has already freely given us the gift of salvation and the gift of grace in our lives. So then when a person doesn't return the actions or reciprocate the love back, we will not be shaken by it. We won't be upset because we'll know that we did it unto the Lord. There was nothing to return or repay or reciprocate because we did it as unto God. And I love that scripture because it is such a beautiful reminder when it says, whatever you do, work at it heartily, like with all your heart. As for the Lord and not for men, it is literally telling us our motivation has to come from a place of genuine purity, standing before the Lord saying, I am doing this as unto you. So that way, if no one ever gives us praise, if no one ever cheers us on, if no one ever walks into a room and says, wow, this place is so clean, you must work really hard to keep this house clean every single day, or wow, this food was so delicious, you must have slaved over the stove forever and ever. If that doesn't come our way, we will know that our work being done as unto the Lord was payment enough, was reward enough, and we can get joy from that alone. So can we get real for a moment? Can we just have a little heart to heart right now? I want to be transparent. I always want to share from a place of genuine truth and openness, which is hard at times because it's hard being vulnerable and admitting some things. But I think it's important to know that no one is perfect and that we all have our things that we struggle with. And I always hope and pray that me sharing my struggles and the things that I battle will only ever be a source of encouragement to you through your battles and your struggles. Um, One of the biggest ways that I feel like I have struggled and battled in my own life personally has been in this area of 
unintentional and even unnoticed selfishness. I found a poem that I wrote back in high school, and that's like one good thing of PCSing. You're forced to go through your things um, on a very regular basis and get rid of things you don't need, or you stumble across things and you find things that you'd forgotten about. And I found a notebook with a bunch of things that I wrote back when I was in high school. And I found this poem, and it's, it shows me that I have definitely battled this very thing, um, remembering to do things unto the Lord and not pursue the applause of man. I've battled this for a long time, and the Lord definitely helps me overcome and brings it to my attention so I can work on it some more. But this is what I wrote years and years ago. If the world's looking at me, then it cannot see you. And if they cannot see you, then they cannot see the truth. All they can see is my flawed mind, heart, and soul that's too proud to admit that I'm void and not whole. Arrogant eyes so fixed on myself, I refuse to pick my Bible up off of the shelf. Yet here I sit crying, Father, why don't you use me? Then I realize it's because it's only me I let them see. And if the world's looking at me, then it cannot see you. And if they cannot see you, then they cannot see the truth. We've talked about it a lot on here, and we will continue through season two and on uh, to talk about it a lot. But the word of God is the thing that we should constantly, unceasingly be going back to time and time again. I saw a thing that was pretty funny um, earlier today. It was like, Everyone's a Christian until it gets biblical, and then they run. I've seen that quite often, where there are many, many people out there who claim Christ, who say, yeah, I'm a Christian, but they're a Christian in name only, because if you ask them to actually live out what the Word of God says, they won't do it. And I know it's not easy. I know it's hard to hold to truth when Everyone around you is trying to cram lies down your throat, deception down your throat, darkness down your throat. My friend, regurgitate that, spit it out, refuse to swallow, do what you need to do to cling to truth. When I wrote this, that line that says, I refused to pick my Bible up off of the shelf. All the times in my life, without fail, That I have battled and struggled in this area and other areas of my life. It's always boiled down to times in my life when I was not picking my Bible up off of the shelf. When I was not reading the truth. I was not reading the word. I was not holding to it. Standing firm and fast in the faith. I wasn't doing it. And because of that, I wasn't filled with the things that I needed to not be The way that I ended up being. Looking at ourselves through a lens of being realistic, through a lens of not downplaying things, but getting honest and real. Listen, no one is going to know. You could just sit there in your car, in your kitchen, in your house, wherever, and just say, Lord, are there areas in my life where I am allowing selfishness? 
to run rampant? Am I allowing selfishness to actually be the motivation behind my actions? Am I saying that I want them to see you, but then I I get upset when they don't acknowledge me? Because I can tell you that when you ask those questions to the Lord, he's going to start showing you. He's going to start revealing the ways in which you might actually be doing that in your life. And this is not from a place of condemnation. The Lord convicting the heart of his beloved when we ask those questions and he starts to answer us, shame and guilt is of Satan. It is of the enemy because it leaves us feeling hopeless. It leaves us feeling as if our situation will never change, as if we will never be able to be forgiven or be better. But that's not how God loves us. When he convicts our heart, it always produces hope because it shines light on places in our lives that were once dark, that we were blind to our sin. We were blind to our selfishness. He lights it up and he makes us see so that we have the hope of change. I ask those questions and I still do to this day have those moments where I say that. And every time before I record, I say, Lord, Hide me behind your cross. I ask for forgiveness for things. I pray that my heart be in right standing before him. I ask for clean hands, a pure heart to be hidden behind the cross, that my words, my actions, everything about me will speak of you, your name, your glory. That's what I pray every time before I record. (laughs) And... When I, when I ask those things, when I say those prayers, there are times where God really convicts me of stuff. And he's like, hey, you've been messing it up in this area. You've been falling short in that area. And it's a really great one-on-one time where I'm able to say, thank you, Lord. Because had I kept going down that road, I could have done a lot of damage or um, it could have been a lot harder to kind of get back to the place that I needed to be walking arm in arm with you. And he's going to do that same thing in your life. I remember asking that several years ago because I was struggling so much with feeling a sense of anger almost when I would be home with the kids all day and I'd be working in the house and I'd get things all organized and cleaned up and I'd cook meals. And then my husband wouldn't notice He wouldn't say anything. He wouldn't, you know, cheer for me and say, wow, the house looks so great. And the meal was so yummy, Um, which is why I used that example earlier. That was me. I shared that because that was me. I grew resentful and angry when I'd watch him play his video games instead of giving me the words of affirmation, you know, love language that I needed. Um, Instead of loving me in that way, I would get so, so, so angry that he wouldn't say, wow, that was such a great meal or wow, the house looks so good. And each time that happened, I realized that my motivation was to try and get the praise of my husband instead of doing it with a happy heart to please God. And so I've come a long way in that. I'm not necessarily like that um, as much anymore. I have my moments for sure. But 
that was one of the biggest areas that was causing a lot of conflict in my mind towards my marriage because I was getting so, so focused on, you know, feeling this sense of needing praise for all the work that I was doing because I just wanted to be seen. I wanted my effort and my hard work to feel like someone noticed and that it was impactful and meaningful. And so when I started reading the word more and really anchoring myself in my worth before the Lord and knowing that he always saw, he was always proud of me when I did my work as unto him and not unto man. And my man at that. <laughs> um, but it all just goes back to the truth. Can you imagine? Can you just imagine with me for a moment what your life would look like if instead of doing things or saying things out of the motivation to be praised and honored and clapped for, if instead you said, I'm going to do everything that I can to help others see Jesus through me. When we start doing that, everything changes. People might not be cheering us on, but how much greater is it to know that through what we do with our lives, even through the simple things like putting some grapes on our children's plates or loving our neighbor with no strings attached or handling your PCS or a deployment or a military wife who hasn't been the nicest, whatever it is, if instead of you trying to do things to make everything okay, to make everything make sense, make everything go well so that everyone can then look at you and say, wow, how'd you do it? Or wow, that was so big of you. Or wow, you did such a great job. If instead you just said, glory be to God, praise be to God, Lord, let your name be known through me. People would take notice of that. And that is a lifelong, everlasting, eternal legacy that you'll leave behind. Because you'll help people understand more and more who Jesus is and how he loves them. Being his hands and feet on this earth. It's a beautiful thing. And it starts with you doing things as unto the Lord. It starts at that simple place. And so today I pray that you will spend some time getting on your face before God, getting on your knees before the throne, asking him to show you the ways in which you have room to grow, asking him to convict your heart so that there is hope for change so that you may be made better in him today. I hope you'll do that. Because when we do things as unto the Lord, we stop seeing ourselves. We stop seeing what others can do for us. We stop seeing the praise that we can receive. We stop seeing other people as a means to an end. And we start seeing them and the opportunities that God presents to us as a way to make his name known on this earth, doing all things unto the glory of God takes 
this world out of the equation and keeps our eyes just completely transfixed on him. And that is the best view we could ever hope for. And that is your hope on the home front. Thanks for tuning in. From our heart to yours, we hope that this podcast is your go-to place for encouragement on the home front. We would love to hear what your favorite takeaway was from this episode by having you take a screenshot and share it on your social media. Tag us at HFH underscore ministries or on Facebook at Homefront Heroes Ministries so we can get connected with you, get to know you more, and hear from you firsthand what specific encouragement you're looking for. This is home. This is the place to have the hard conversations. And until we chat next, get out there and find the joy.